I still remember asking my dad to take me to the store, going to the electronics boutique and picking up my copy of Chrono Cross and making sure I got the strategy guide, the the Brady Games strategy guide, heading back home excited, riveted to play the newest RPG from Squaresoft. Running to my room, popping open the PlayStation, popping in the disc, turning on the console, and hearing that magnificent sound that you would hear on every Sony PlayStation. It was a sound that told you, get ready. And then... August 15th of 2000 for the Sony PlayStation. Back then it wasn't touted as the sequel to the infamous Chrono Trigger. But we'll get to that a little bit later. But I mean I have to kind of give you a a more of a uh, history of, of my love for this this game chrono cross um it was around the time as a kid i was really into video games really into to a ton of stuff and i had always heard of chrono trigger and how familiar that the artwork of chrono trigger looked very much like the artwork of dragon ball um but around that time, when uh, a few years before Chrono Cross came out, I wasn't a player of RPGs. To me, I always saw RPGs in my magazines, whether it was PSM Magazine, Official PlayStation Magazine, or, or EGM. Uh, and I would always see role-playing games, whether it be Final Fantasy, Wild Arms, what have you. Any type of RPG that I'd see on there. And to me, it was like, ooh, you gotta read... Ooh, this, you have to. There's numbers in it, and I thought like, oh, is, this is a game you can only play. These RPGs are only you can only play. You have to do math. I don't want to do math. I, think I remember too asking a kid in class like, do you have to do math in this? And I don't remember really much, but I think he might have said yes or whatever. But my interest in RPGs was was it was a curiosity, but it looked too like it's not fun. I can't just hit a button and stuff happens, you know. But it wasn't until the curiosity of a game like Final Fantasy VIII, long story short, played the demo for VIII, thought it was hot garbage, told a friend in class and told him like, oh, that game's dumb. And he goes, whoa. He's like, dude, demos for Japanese RPGs are shit. There's no way you can play demos. They're, they're not enough of the game. They don't give you what the game actually is. Here, 
play this and out of nowhere he just brings out Final Fantasy 7 and he's like here play this he had it on him and I was like okay cool I'll try this and I remember playing that game and, and from, from the start of that playing Final Fantasy 7 I understood RPGs I, I got RPGs RPGs were a different type of thing compared to your action game your platforming game your puzzle games your shooters these were something different like the 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 storytelling was more advanced and at that time like stuff like metal gear solid were was and resident evil were bringing more storytelling cinematic movie like storytelling to gaming but rpgs role-playing games we're doing that from the freaking NES days. You know? Yeah, you had to read it, but you were still reading a story. You were It was still a story. It was still like a cinematic. It was there visually. And if you were looking at like an 8-bit model, 16-bit model, or the 32-bit you know, 32 PlayStation Saturn 64 models, it was still visually telling you a story. And like, grandiose stories so that was the introduction final fantasy 7 was the introduction and from there it was everything else that was coming out you know like then i played final fantasy 8 loved final fantasy 8 you know but at that time in the future final fantasy 9 was coming but final fantasy 9 wasn't going to be out till november 13th of 2000 but at that time i was a a rpg fan but i was a stubborn fan i was a fan that would only play final fantasy all these other rpgs that i saw i don't care i don't care whatever they are i don't you know these are the only ones that make sense to me i will, I will stick with them so lo and behold you see all these previews and stuff like that for this game called Chrono Cross. And I'm like, wait, it sounds like that one game I'm hearing in magazines called Chrono Trigger. And at that time, I didn't play Chrono Trigger. I knew of the the history of Chrono Trigger. I knew how big Chrono Trigger was for the Super Nintendo. Like, this was a massive, fantastic game that everyone was talking about. But that at that time, at that time, there was no way to play Chrono Trigger easily unless you had a Super Nintendo and a copy of the game. Now... I don't think Chrono Trigger at that time was as expensive as Chrono Trigger is now if you wanted to buy an actual physical copy for the Super Nintendo. But I'm pretty sure it was, it stuck to its value, maybe, at that time. I couldn't tell you because at that time I, I wasn't looking into getting those type of games. It wasn't as easy to get for me. Um, I didn't grow up with a Super Nintendo. I grew up with a family that had Super Nintendo. I knew what Chrono Trigger was. I knew it was a game that had the Dream Team. You had Yuji Horii of the Dragon Quest series. You had Hironobu Sakaguchi of the Final Fantasy series. And you had Akira Toriyama. The man, Dr. Slump, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. It was a Dream Team that created Chrono Trigger. But again, at this time, I did not play Chrono Trigger. I knew of Chrono Trigger. So when there's this game coming out called Chrono Cross that you think, oh, is this a sequel? Is this a continuation of what I didn't play already? It was kind of said that this game was its own type of title that didn't need, 
you to know what Chrono Trigger was. And we'll get to that later if that was true or not. At that time, that was very interesting. Oh, Chrono Cross? All right. This this was the first game I dipped my toe away from Final Fantasy. It was still a Squaresoft game. Now, again, back then, the Square that we know today, which is Square Enix, was Squaresoft. It was before the merger of Enix, Squaresoft and, and Enix, making it Square Enix that we know today. Back in the day, it was Squaresoft. So that name, Japanese RPG developer, Squaresoft RPG, was more comfortable to me to go, okay, I'm going to try this out because it is a Squaresoft game. Now, before that, there was Xenogears. I knew of it, and I think I tried it from a friend. And it was cool, but I want to say it was kind of hard to find at that time. Maybe. But I never. I only. I, I remember playing it and thought it was pretty unique. But it was different than Final Fantasy. You know, like it, its turn-based mechanics were different. It was new, but it wasn't familiar, so it frightened me as a new fan of Japanese RPGs. But Chrono Cross, you know, reading all the previews, everything leading up to its release, um, excited me, and it looked like a very beautiful game. And 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 you know, you see all the cg trailers and cinematics and so i was ready i was ready to play chrono cross it was the next step from final fantasy going into something different remember going to go pick this up and being really excited because dude it's the next it's the next big rpg man you had this sony playstation 2 disc rpg and i used to love when i would get final fantasy or any type of rpg <laughs> convincing my dad like dude i i want to get this and dad it's it's a it's a big game it's it's a big game, so like it's gonna take me a long time to beat it, so I'm not gonna have to get another game. I'm, I'm you know it's it's oh look, Dad, it's two discs, you know it's this is like easily forty to sixty hours. Um, and I don't know, I don't think my dad ever. I don't think my dad was ever like, hey, you have to buy something that's worth your time, or I mean, he was always kind of a person to kind of be like, hey, try it out first. If you like it, we'll get it. You know, if you're doing good in school and stuff like that. But try it out first because you might not like it. There's no point wasting money on, on something that you're just going to buy and then be like, eh, whatever. Um, so that was really engraved in me at a young age was to make sure that it was something that I wanted to get uh, before I actually purchased it. So I never got many duds, but I did have a few. But I didn't get many duds because sometimes I would always try it. But Chrono Trigger was different. This was like, okay, it's Squaresoft. I could trust them. Um, I'm looking forward to it, but sometimes that's not the case as some of you might know about a certain rock star title, but anyway, um, yeah, I still have my copy today, have it in my hands right now. And in the back of the box, it says 
a timeless adventure 20 years after the events in Chrono Trigger. A new set of adventurers are preparing for a battle that will surpass even space and time. The long-awaited sequel to one of history's favorite adventures, a multitude of playable characters and intertwining game scenarios, unique design elements, random battles and experience points, a new visual and audio experience from the original creators. Now as you see right here, they're already touting a sequel to Chrono Trigger. So as much as, as, as the director's producers were just like, hey, you know, this is not a sequel, you can just jump in. Not true, kind of true, but not really true. But for me, that didn't matter. Because one, I couldn't really get my hands in Chrono Trigger at that time. And uh, I just really wanted to play this game. And strategy guide. You had, to, you had to get the official Brady Games strategy guide. And I will always get strategy guides in for RPGs. Just hey, man, I didn't want to lose anything and I didn't want to get lost either. It, it would be later on. Strategy guides now are kind of a thing of the past. Like just recently probably about a year or two ago strategy guides stopped which is sad but with how stuff is the internet completely understandable but i miss them though there's some shitty strategy guides and there's really good strategy guides but with this man when it came to chrono cross it had 45 party members and this helped you find each and every party member that's that's what it right in the front cover it says recruit every character Right, this book wasn't fucking around. This book said recruit every character. And I still have the books right here in my hand. And here I'll just read quickly the chapter one introduction to Chrono Cross in the strategy guide. Chrono Cross by Squaresoft is a sequel to the smash RPG hit Chrono Trigger from 1995. Yet fear not, playing the first game is hardly necessary to be able to play the second. Whereas Chrono Trigger dealt with story themes of time travel, Chrono Cross is more concerned with a kind of cross-dimensional travel where the time is exactly the same, but circumstances are different. A young adventurous type named Surge is suddenly ripped from his home world one day to find himself in another world. As he struggles to put the wrong things right in the alternate dimension, the circumstances in Surge's home world take a turn for the worse. Surge must now track back and forth to maintain the balance between good and evil. <laughs> it's pretty funny. This actually explains what RPG stands for. The genre term RPG is an acronym for role-playing game. Developed from old book and dice games from the late 1970s, modern RPGs generally tend to involve the management of an entire party of characters complete a mythic quest. The player must equip the characters with the best armor and weapons available. Monsters such as dragons, beasts, men, and undead spirits are commonplace and encountered throughout. However, it is always a single entity or misguided individual behind the whole drama, and the whole world of characters is at risk. The party must grow and develop valuable skills to save the world and banish evil forever. It's kind of funny <laughs> to kind of give you an example of what RPGs is. And that's the thing with like starting off with the game. We won't delve too much into this to the story. This is more like a celebration of what I really loved about Chrono Cross. Now to really think about it, it's been 20 years. 20 years from when this released on August 15th, we got Chrono Cross. Directed by Masato Kato and composed by the amazing Yasunari Mitsuda. It, it's all it's all over the place, right? It, it's that's when you look online and people talk about Chrono Cross, there's a lot of love for it. It's kind of, I want to say it's like a cult. It is a cult hit. You either love Chrono Cross or you hate it. And and during that time, you're coming from something where 
Chrono Trigger was so beloved and it and it was it was the creation of the dream team, you know, having all those three amazing people working on it. The person who works on Dragon Quest, the person who works on Final Fantasy, the person who works on Dragon Ball all coming together for a once in a lifetime opportunity to create such a great game. Chrono Trigger is a fantastic game. You know that like a lot of fans of that don't like Chrono Cross. You know, I had the privilege of playing Chrono Cross first. Chrono Cross is my first Chrono game. And I kind of like that it ended up that way. But anyway, your main character Surge, it's it's like any typical role-playing game. You wake up and you have to go meet your friend Lena. And you travel when you wake up in the town, it's like a little it's a small little island village. You know, it's very hot, warm and, and you, you know, you, in RPGs, you can go around and talk to the people in the town, the, the NPCs, which stands for non-playable characters. And, you know, they'll have discussions. Oh, I'm looking forward to this. Hey, Serge, how's it going? You know, so you go down to the pier to go visit Lena. And then she says, hey, we have to kill these little <laughs> let's go. I want to make a necklace with these scales from the Komodo pups. So these Komodo pups are drop these little scales once you defeat them and she wants to make a necklace out of them. So when that happens, you're you're going and, and taking out all these Komodo pups, Komodo pups. And then the Mama Komodo is the big boss fight that you have to fight the character. You have to fight that boss. And then once that's defeated, you meet Lena in the beach. And then when you give her the scales, um, you end up finding this right at the right at the beach, right at the shore of the beach. You, um, Surge discovers this portal that he kind of stumbles upon and then the portal takes him. So this portal takes him and brings him back to a place that's pretty much the same place he was at, the beach. And then when he goes around, everyone's different. Everyone, you know, the people you met in the village are just kind of like happy and, and, and might have said like, I'm looking forward to this, I'm looking forward to that, or hey, this is how my day is going. But then when you go into this, uh, when you went into that portal, you're in the same town, but it's different. No one remembers you. So even like exploring and looking around, you run into Lena and then she doesn't remember you. And when you kind of bring up Surge yourself, she gets offended and says, that's cruel. That's a horrible thing. And she says, go visit this place over here. You kind of find a gravestone that shows that it's you. you. You died. As a little kid, you died. It kind of unravels into this whole thing of just trying to to find out what's going on. And then you can kind of go between both of these worlds. And that's a pretty unique thing because you had Chrono Trigger where it's mostly a lot about time travel. In a way, this is kind of the effects of, of a time travel in a way, but like where instead of time traveling, it's going to different dimensions where two different things are different. So just imagine something like that where you go into a world where like, yeah, you're not here anymore. You died a long time ago. When you're up there looking at your grave, you run into Kid, who's a who's also one of the other main characters in the title. And uh, she asks to join your group. You can either refuse or have her join. You know, she helps you out. She helps you out after being attacked by uh, the Dragoon Thugs. And she constantly asks to join the team. But yeah, I mean, Kid... It's a, is a whole big story too, but I mean, that's 
pretty much the start of this, the, the game itself. It's pretty much the start of the story. And there's so much to it. Sometimes to the point where it could get really confusing. The story of Chrono Trigger is good, but it's everywhere. It's pretty messy. It doesn't flip-flop. There's a ton of things. You're going to meet a character who's an evil character called Lynx. But then you're going to find out that Lynx is actually your father. Because he was trapped in the body. Because when you were a little kid in that world, you died from a panther who poisoned you and the dad tried to rescue you by going to an island with his friend and because of that he got cursed and became lynx which is like a he looks like a tiger hybrid demi-human character and it's all this stuff that happens but because he get changes over time he starts losing his humanity and forgetting what happens and then when you confront him it's it's weird and then also like Surge had these has these visions of constantly stabbing kid and killing her so he constantly gets those types of visions but then he doesn't know what happens so that's why she constantly always asks you can you join the team and you can either choose yes or no and if you choose no it makes more sense cuz he's trying to save her because he's going to kill her. But then you come to find out later on. The reason why you stab her isn't because it wasn't you. There's a time where you meet Lynx. Who's technically your. Who is your father. But he doesn't know. Because he, he forgets. And you switch bodies. So then you're him. And then he's you. That's why she gets stabbed. And then all this. Yeah. It's everywhere man. It's it's fucking crazy. But it's everywhere. But it's it, there's there's more to it. There's, there's a lot more to Chrono Cross than that. Uh. So, you know, the story goes everywhere. It's, it's, you know, it's a crazy, complex Japanese RPG story. Your usual craziness. Not that crazy. It's, but Chrono Cross gets pretty weird and crazy. But, I mean, that's, that's where <laughs> it just makes it fun. And then, again, you, you have your 45 party members that you can recruit. And you're going to have a ton of different characters. And some of them are really cool. There are some characters that you do recruit that are crucial to the story. Um, that give context to the story and then there's other ones that don't really but do have their own side story that kind of melds nicely but other ones i don't want to say are throwaway but they're just kind of there um, but you're getting all kinds of different characters you're getting an insane mixture of different characters one of them has is a luchador named greco who's a luchador priest and has luchador moves for his attacks so that's pretty freaking cool Now we get into the combat, which is something that's unique to this version of Chrono Cross. And I think that's also why a lot of fans of Chrono Trigger do not really like Chrono Cross, because it really changes up the turn-based mechanic of RPGs. Especially if you want something that was similar to Chrono Trigger. But I think that's what makes Chrono Cross really cool, because it does its own thing. And it's turn-based combat is something I haven't really seen or seen other games kind of like Bravely Default and um, Octopath Traveler kind of take from it. And then um, a lot of like a little bit of the combat of Final Fantasy VIII is kind of what Chrono Trigger takes but does it in a better way. But um, to make it pretty simple as much as I can, the combat 
is very different when it comes to elements. So you're going to have different elements in the world um, in combat. So there's six elements um, and out of these six elements are from six fragments of dragon gods. So you have blue and red elements which are basically water and fire. You have green and yellow elements which are basically wind and earth. And then you have white and black elements which is light and shadow. And it's kind of like a Pokemon game where uh, the corresponding color, so, um, you know, red and blue are good against each other and vice versa. You know, green and yellow against each other is better. So you attack if someone's green uh, enemy, you want to attack with yellow elements. And in this game, it does it in a different way where, but you have the elements kind of like an element uh you can add elements so it depends on what type of elements you have which is basically your magic attacks right they're not going to be your main attacks so you're going to have main attacks which are uh, labeled one two or three so one is usually the weakest two is medium and three is the strongest and what's pretty unique in this combat system is it has a percentage next to the numbers one two and three of how percentage wise of how it's going to hit perfectly. The physical attacks give you like a hit percentage. So I, I want to say it's like a hit percentage that you can use to use your element attacks. So those element attacks are when you build that up with your basic attacks, you build up to use your elements. So if you hit with one, that's one. If you hit, let's say you, um, so that's what's cool about the one, two, and three, that if you do hit, which you will hit with one, it actually increases the percentage of two and three. So what used to be maybe not a sure thing with number two, jumping from 70%, it'll go up to 80, maybe even 90%. So you're likely to hit with a number two, which will give you a three, uh, three extra points. If you hit one and two, three points, which will give you three slots for your elements, which you already have stacked up. And if you hit with three, it's going to give you six. So you want to stack those up. So sometimes you can hit one, but it might increase your, your it's going to increase two and three's percentage. So you might have a better percentage for three, then you'll attack with a stronger attack because you want to get more points. But anyway, you kind of gather that up and then you use that when you gather that stuff up, you have more chance of using your elements. And depending on how, where you put your elements in the element slots, uh, the more you level up, you'll get more element slots. And so there's element slots of one, two, three, four, and five. And I think it goes up to seven. The higher it goes, if you put it up in the, let's say, I want to say it goes up to seven. When you, If you have it at the seven, let's say you put a fire in the seven, it's going to make that even stronger. But you have to reach that with your basic attacks. If you don't reach that with your basic attacks, um, you won't be able to use that element. But that's pretty much like a risk and reward and kind of gaining your attacks to use your stronger magical attacks, pretty much the elements themselves. And while that's going around, there's this um, field up on the like upper left corner. There's like a field guide or a field diagram. So um, it's, it's kind of like an oval shape. And if you use your element attacks, if the enemy uses certain uh, colored element attacks, your characters use certain element attacks it'll show in that grid different colors that are being used if you can completely make that all one single color whether it's a white element attack black green red yellow what have you then you're able to use the summon element attacks if only only if the whole field is the exact same color 
So if that were to happen, you can use these awesome summons, which are strong, and you can attack. So then, you know, you're, you're juggling all this stuff, and it sounds very confusing. It sounds like, whoa, I have to balance all this stuff. That's, it, it's, it seems too much. It's easier, it's easier, it's easier than what I'm explaining, for sure. Uh, and it's a fun combat system. It's, it's a really cool and unique combat system that you kind of don't really see today. But again, you see elements of it like in Bravely Default and Octopath Traveler. But that's something that was really unique and cool about the combat system in Chronographs. The music of Chrono Cross is probably my favorite soundtrack in video games ever. It, the composer, Yasunori Mitsuro, he created something to this day. I still love listening to that soundtrack. The, the, whether you hate Chrono Cross because of the combat it's not a sequel it's not a true sequel to chrono trigger i don't like how it looks i don't like how it plays you cannot deny that the soundtrack for chrono cross is freaking amazing he did such a great job and he composed the music for chrono trigger back in the day he did he's done a ton of titles he does great soundtracks chrono trigger he did xeno gears and around that time Mitsudo he had a habit of working himself sick like in an unhealthy way in chrono trigger especially in xenogears to where he had to take a break he had he had to kind of he was done so he he kind of exited from working with squaresoft and kind of became an independent composer but when kato was gonna start making chrono cross he wanted Mitsuda back on the team, so they hired him, which is pretty pretty cool. And it, it gave us probably one of the best soundtracks in a video game, in my opinion. This Chrono Cross was the first import, Japanese import soundtrack I ever purchased. Like, I had to have the music. I loved it. I loved the soundtrack so much to where, like, I probably paid 60 bucks for this when I got it a long time ago. Jesus just the music itself as you've been listening to this episode that i'm doing for chrono cross it's 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 amazing the, the music is just fantastic and right when it started when popping in that disc for the first time as a kid and hearing the chrono cross theme the scars of time it still gives me chills to this day it's it's a it's a it's a song that dude i I remember too, like even probably years or a year after finishing it as a kid, like I would go fishing with my brother-in-law and he had a boat, wake up super early, pick me up and, you know, we load the boat 
onto the lake and we get going. And I just, I still have a vivid memory of just kind of being at the front of the boat and then just having the sound, the, the song of Scars of Time just playing and then the rush of the wind, you know, the air just hitting my face, the, the specks of water hitting my cheeks and, you know, it's, it's still a vivid memory. Yeah, the soundtrack is just so good. I could go, I could go on and on. But I think it does more justice of you being able to listen to it and hear the tracks that I ended up putting on the show itself. You know, being on the PlayStation, coming from, you have 8-bit, 16-bit sound, especially with the Nintendo. What composers were able to do with the Nintendo, Super Nintendo hardware, sometimes you're getting some amazing, amazing music. I love video game music, man. Everything from like the Nintendo till now. It's just like, and that's what makes video game music unique because music in general, whether it's a song that brings you back to a time, a memory, a moment in time, whether it was a loved one, someone you cared for, a time with a friend, music is always there. Even music for like movies brings you back to, you know, a moment in the movie whether it was dramatic action-packed and i think video games encompasses like all that like encompasses it like in a crazy way and not, i'm not trying to take anything away from like regular music or or movie score music but i think with like video games it could bring you back to that moment you played it it could bring you back to that moment of how you felt during that time you know whether if it was Aerith's death in final fantasy 7 or the time X comes in Mega Man X to save you in the beginning of the first Mega Man X game. Or battling Dr. Wily, battling Bowser. It just brings you back to so many things. Music in general brings you back to a lot of things. But like when it comes to video game music, it, I feel it just gives you a bit more. Also the use of Mitsuda and how a lot of the tracks have guitars. Like even the sound of just like moving moving the thing the fingers moving through the guitar strings and that's that sharp you know you're just getting just every every moment you know it's it's like a performance and that's the great thing about being able to to be on a cd based console is that you're getting that quality sound you know you're not limited you're, you're you can use a type of orchestral sound you can hear guitars you can hear the strings being moved on a guitar and a lot of tracks in chrono cross when it comes to the graphics in chrono cross in that in that time when you wanted the best looking titles like if you wanted the games that looked the best you're looking at japanese games you know it's very different now today uh japan is catching up quickly to to be competitive in the visual aspect of graphics they had a hard time during the xbox 360 ps3 time of kind of catching up to the level of uh, american developers when it came to you know the visual aspect of titles of video games um, but back in the day, if you wanted a good game, it came from Japan. Everything that was great was from Japan, you know. So like, especially like SquareSoft. SquareSoft was that. That's why. That's why it was so hard for me to jump into any other type of RPG, because SquareSoft was the seal of approval. SquareSoft was gonna give you every bang of your buck. You see how fucking Final Fantasy VIII looks? Oh my God, that's worth the money. You see how Chrono Cross looks? Jesus, it's worth the money. You know, it's it's just those type of things. We're now, you know, like more than anything, it's all about the game, you know, gameplay. But 
a lot for a lot of people, you know, it's, it's not wrong. Sometimes it's like you want it to look pretty, you know, you want it to look really nice, you know. But it, it's it's graphically like it was a really nice, vibrant world, very colorful, you know, just um just seeing everything. That's why I loved about Chrono Cross was just the the feeling of like the town, the town that surges from like being able to talk to the NPCs, being able to talk to the people, it just kind of felt like, oh man, these are people who are living near the ocean. They're an ocean town, you know. They're they're hunting, they're fishing, they they're, they're living day by day, and and it just felt warm. The kids are are running. Like, I just, I still remember like just like that visual of kids like running off the pier to jump into the water, having a good time. Like it all just came together. The art. The music, just everything about Chrono Cross, just like it brought me into that world. It brought me into to what it was trying to do, the story, and, and it just all melded. For me, Chrono Cross just melded perfectly into this fantastic, beautiful game. It just still brings me so much like excitement and joy just because I feel like I was there like again like talking about the music like I'll listen to the music and I'll remember where I was I'll remember where I was in the town or I was in a dungeon or I was going to save a friend or or fight this enemy you know just it, it visually everything worked to like bring those type of memories and experiences back and that's what I love about Chrono Cross that's why I think it's so after 20 years this game to me is still special kind of reminiscing on it and thinking over these past 20 years something where the biggest thing was it's not a sequel to Chrono Trigger it's it's not important to play the other game and coming to find out at that time not really knowing but looking at things now it is a sequel to Chrono Trigger because it has a lot of things from Chrono Trigger that were never completely completed and explained the director kato he wanted there was a character in the chrono trigger who he always wanted to finish the story and he tried to do it around the super nintendo time with a with a title called radical dreamers and it was more of a novelization type of visual game it's more reading. I was lucky enough to try to find a fan translation because this was never anything that was released in America. It was only in the Centeleview satellite service that was in Japan. So long story short, it was a service in Japan for the Super Nintendo to let you be able to download games to your Centeleview cartridge that you could save on there. And then sometimes... There could be live broadcasts and there was unique games for it. There was like a unique Zelda game, which was called BS Zelda. And it was, you can play through it and you were a unique made character, if I remember correctly. And someone would actually be broadcasting live, visually telling things as it would go. So all of it was like in real time for certain games, which is, sounds very strange and and you should really look that up online like on YouTube cuz you'll see some very unique things that people done some really great videos on it but anyway radical dreamers was something that was a a download and and something that that Kato did but was never really satisfied with it he was kind of embarrassed 
He was embarrassed of it. And a lot of ideas and a lot of, of things in that went into Chrono Cross. But also he wanted to finish telling the story of um, a character in Chrono Trigger called Shala. And then you come to find out that Kid is actually a clone slash echo of Shala. And Lavos from Chrono Trigger is the last character you fight in Chrono Cross. And you have to kind of save her, which is actually Shala. And then that's where Shala was the whole time. So it was like a leftover story element in Chrono Trigger that was never completed that was kind of completed in Chrono Cross but then a lot of fans were just kind of like well if that were to happen why wasn't her brother Mag Magus Magus in there I think that's his name he why wasn't he he was looking for her and he why isn't he in Chrono Cross and there just wasn't that much time is what Kato said but you know that that's everywhere and and when it comes to it like it, it was a game that I love it I love Chrono Cross it was fantastic and I, I completely understand someone who was a, a fan of Chrono Trigger completely hating it you know but then like playing it and being like wait wait but that's explained something but it doesn't it shouldn't be this way it, it, it sounded like they didn't have that much time and much development time to kind of do what they really wanted to do it was what, what it kind of sounds like but regardless of that I still think the, the game itself is fantastic and I feel I was lucky enough to play it as the first game Again, like I said, I never got around to playing Chrono Trigger, but I did end up playing Chrono Trigger later when they finally released Final Fantasy Chronicles on June 29th in 2001. A year later, I actually finally got to play Chrono Trigger. So it was a, a combination of, uh, it had Final Fantasy IV with it, but you also got a copy of Chrono Trigger. And that was the first time you were able, if you didn't have a Super Nintendo, that was your other chance to actually play Chrono Trigger. This, this legendary game that was talked about, you're finally able to play it on a non-Super Nintendo console, you got to play it on the PlayStation. And I got it, for sure. You, you better be fucking sure I played that game and before i say what i think of chrono trigger a lot of people were upset with that port of chrono trigger because there was load times compared to a, the cartridge based chrono trigger that was on the super nintendo that wasn't really something that happened and people were kind of upset that chrono trigger on playstation one had slowdown as in like it was loading between battles and it's like what well, that's not what's supposed to happen how that happened i don't know what but being someone who wasn't used to that and, but I knew what people were complaining about reading reviews, but I still wanted to play this game. I love Chrono Cross. Hey, I'm finally going to play Chrono Trigger. And you might be thinking, well, Jesse, you know, you say you love Chrono Cross and you finally play Chrono Trigger. Which is the better Chrono game? And I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I ain't going to lie. What's the point of lying? Chrono Trigger is the better game. I still love Chrono Cross, though. Playing Chrono Trigger didn't diminish, didn't make, oh, Chrono Cross sucks now. It's not as good as this. Because it's different. It's unique. It's something where you have Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross, they're two very different games set in similar in the similar world and have a connection to each other. But I do honestly feel they do stand on their own. And again, the better one, yeah, it's Trigger, man. I ain't gonna lie, it's Trigger. That game's amazing. I love that game, too. But I'm so happy I got to play Cross first. You know, I, I, I had the unique experience of playing that one first. You know? So my love for both are different. 
but equal in the same time, if that makes any sense. something different in a time in my life as a kid experiencing different things when it came to video games not sticking with the tried and true playing chrono cross made me realize like you know i this new thing this new type of role-playing game i want to check out other ones it made me continue playing rpgs it made me continue trying out different games different titles giving me the more broader sense of just kind of like hey you know i'll take a risk on this whether it's something i'm used to or i'm not used to you know jumping from seven eight chrono cross nine final fantasy chronicles playing the older Final Fantasies, playing Dragon Quest, playing a ton of different RPGs, it was a game that kind of made me more open to things that I wouldn't have been otherwise. You know, if if it was different, if I played Chrono Cross and hated it, I might have only stuck with Final Fantasy or I might have stopped playing role-playing games altogether. I don't know. I don't live in that other world. Like Surge lived in a world where he didn't live anymore. <laughs> I don't know how it would be if I didn't enjoy Chrono Cross. But I live in this one where Chrono Cross is probably one of my favorite RPGs and probably one of the games that will always show me the possibilities of what games can do and the excitement and thrill of trying something different. Is that 